The innovation divas really know the who, what, and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge, connections, and great women-invented products with their audience. Meet Melinda Knight, businesswoman, inventor, expert social media, and celebrity gifting guru, and her co-host, Deanna Cohen, who has been inventing products, businesses, marketing contests, and events for over 20 years. The Innovation Divas not only host this fantastic show, they also run the only network award program and events for women inventors. If you need the connections to buyers, the media, or companies that can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. Now here to share the who, what, and why of inventing your innovation divas, Melinda Knight and Bianca Cohen. Na, 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 na. You know, I, I, I think the company needs to pay for my voice lessons, Melinda. I don't know if you're there yet, but I'm going to just talk for a second because I know we're trying to get her on Skype. I'm joking about that, of course, but I do have this wonderful desire to be able to sing much better. So, Melinda, I hope that um, one day I could sing along with our little show tunes. Um, today's a great show and we are excited to have Rob Tobeck on. He is uh, from Griffin McLean, an insurance broker. Okay, wonderful. We um, who will talk about one of the most important pieces of our industry, the inventor industry, which is liability insurance. Right, Melinda? Yes, yes. It is very, very important. And I am here. <laughs> I didn't know that that uh, that. You know, I was expecting a call from Tokinet, and um, so it looked a little, there was no no call. Okay, so. <laughs> okay we're all good, though. So I am all... here, though, so, this, you know, this is uh, tech stuff. Um, so anyway, liability insurance is incredibly important. So we, we uh, it's very exciting today to, to um, you know, have a, this be our subject, because we've talked about it so much. I know. And, you know, one of the things that I think inventors don't even realize is that they they can go to a boutique and sell their product, and the same kind of liability is required for selling to a small little boutique as it is for the large companies. It's just that the large companies like Walgreens and Walmart and Target, they all require it. And so I mm-hmm. think that Rob will be able to give us a little bit more you know, concrete information on that. So should we bring him in? Yeah, well, you know, and that's the thing is I think no matter what you're doing, if you're in business, this is such an important subject. It really, really is. And and people get scared about the cost and this and that. Well, it's a lot more expensive when something happens. So, um, uh, so, you know, I think Rob will be able to really cover that subject and, um, you know, be able to, to, um, you know, uh, talk about this because there's a lot of things, even though we know a lot about insurance, you know, I'm sure he knows more because he's even, he, that's what he does day in and day out and what to look for and what to ask. And I think that's an important thing. You know, you see that all state, is it all state or state form one of them? Or they're like, you're covered for this, but you could be covered for this. And, you know, you might not have the right coverage. You might not have the right protection or maybe you have too much for, you know, and, and inventors, I don't know very many inventors who aren't on a budget. <laughs> right. I mean, it's so, interesting. 
And and you know the story, but I'm going to share it with our listeners because I think this is an important, you know, story. There was a, and I'm not going to say the type, the the product itself, but there was a story out about five years ago about an, a product that was for a baby, for babies, and um, unfortunately, some had passed from from. And Rob's here, so Rob, listen in, and and then you can interject. Um, and this company. Um, was then put through this lawsuit because, unfortunately, these babies had passed away from their product. And it was the big talk of our industry. And, you know, I am sure that, you know, we don't know one way or the other. They were not a client of ours. We don't know whether or not they had product liability insurance. But I would imagine had they had that insurance, those lawsuits would have been a much easier way for them to handle it. Right, Rob? Yeah. And that's the purpose of insurance. It's one of those things that hopefully you never need, uh, but, boy, when you do need it, you're sure glad you have it. Right. And I think we can use the analogy of, you know, homeowner's insurance or car insurance, right? Everybody knows that piece of of the responsibilities to your family and to your home, God forbid something to happen. But many people don't know necessarily about it when it comes to protecting the product that they have invented. So um, we are, we, we should go back and say, welcome, Rob. We, we had a little bit of a, a time delay in getting you on. So thank you so much for joining us. Rob um, is from Griffin McLean. Um, wonderful to have you on our show today. And uh, a client um, of Inventors Network, so we're really, really thrilled to have you on today. Um, what would you say is is the easiest way for an inventor to get this process going? Well, you know, there's there's many local brokers. Of course, we we prefer, prefer that people all over the country call us because <laughs> we do work all over the country. But uh, you know, uh, and, and just tell tell an insurance agent what what it is that you're doing, what what you're planning. What you know, it's always surprising to me when I see people that that have a great product or or they're running a good business and, and they're either have no insurance or they're underinsured or don't have the right type of insurance. And a lot of people uh, walking around. They have the wrong type of insurance uh, for what it is they're doing. They think, oh, yeah, I got insurance, I'm covered. Um, but you're not really covered because the trouble that you'll get into is, you know, can be excluded from the current policy that you have. But, you know, get in touch with a local broker, tell them what you're doing, and, and um, you know, uh, have them shop around for you. And when it comes to, I mean, obviously, we'd rather them come to you, you know, because you, you are um, recognized in our industry to have a little bit more understanding of product liability insurance. So can, can we talk a little bit about what makes um, that important at the retail level? And, and our little story that we mentioned is, you know, an extreme. But what would be some other things that could happen? Let, let's, you know, just say you, you created a little tricycle for, for kids or something like that. Well, you know, one of the things that we've seen in recent years is, is uh, products coming uh, coming over from China. I have a great invention, a great idea for a product or a, a new twist to a current project, so I want to get that manufactured. Well, you want to make money on it, so you get it manufactured somewhere overseas. And, and a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, you don't know exactly what's uh, going into the manufacturing of that project or the type of paint they're using or, or you know, there, there's just, uh, you know, the gamut of things like that. And, and you know, products liability gives you gives you that coverage. It covers it covers what you don't know. 
you know, and, and uh, that's that's the real concern for people out there because you've worked hard to build a business, you've worked hard to come up with an idea and, and, and bring this idea to market, and then, you know, uh, something that, that you don't foresee, uh, you know, brings it all down if, you, if you're not properly insured and don't have the proper coverage for that type of, uh, of incident. And and so I, I would assume that you base um, their insurance liability on the risk. Can we talk a little bit about that? Uh, sure, sure. You know, every every type of insurance. You know, we go we talk to underwriters, and underwriters are going to have different questions of of what it is someone's doing, especially if it's if it's a, if it's a new thing, a new concept. Um, they're going to want to know exactly you know, uh, uh, what it is they're doing, you know, how much they're going to make on it, all those types of things. Insurance rates are, are, are taken on, you know, uh, we always get like, we call it, you know, your gross receipts, how much you're going to make on this product this year. And that, ex- that, that gives an insurance company an idea of how much exposure they have, uh, to a lawsuit. If you're, if you're only selling five widgets, uh, a year, then, you know, there's not a lot of exposure there, but if you're selling five million widgets, uh, then there's a lot of exposure because a lot of different things can happen because there's five million of them out there. So um, those are the types of things that that we're going to look at when it comes right. And then and, and what that widget does. If if you're selling uh, if you're selling fireworks, for instance, there's going to be a lot. Uh, it's going to be a lot steeper than if you're selling uh, you know uh, dusters for the house. Gotcha. You know, I had a little um, story about. Um, it wasn't so much a little story. I take that back. It was a kind of a, an interesting story. We were working with SkyMall Catalog and had a couple products that um, were going to actually be in the catalog. They had won a contest. It was a big thing for them because there is a fee to advertise in SkyMall. And they had to sign off. SkyMall has strict, you know, requirements on at least a million dollar coverage for all products and you know each of those products had different liability reasons and I remember one or I should say risk and I remember one of the clients um, was this great you know game where four kids got on the inside of this it was with this slingshot, this human slingshot I don't mind giving them a shout out because they're a really cool product and they when they had no idea, A, that they needed insurance, and then when they went to go look, they had a really hard time getting coverage because they had huge risk. You know, think about it. If a kid hits themselves, you know, head on in the in the mouth, there's a lot of teeth that could, right. you know, be damaged. So, um, I mean, in about two minutes, we have to take a break, but I w- I'm curious um, within those two minutes, if you could, like, tell us, so you're saying that it really doesn't matter the risk of the product, it's based on their revenue? Well, no, it does matter the risk of the product. I, I, I'm sorry if I, if I wasn't clear on that. You know, in, insurance underwriters, they're going to ask us a ton of questions. Um, a, a lot of those questions are what it is, you know, what are, what are they doing? Obviously, um, they, they'd they rather in, in, ensure someone that's uh, – uh, let's look at cleaning products. I come out with a great new cleaning product, and my product is a duster, and your product is some sort of chemical, <laughs> you know, that, that we apply to things. Well, 
they're going to be less apt to want to ensure that that chemical that you're that that you uh, have have come up with that chemical mixture than they are would be my my new newfangled feather duster. You see what I'm saying? A lot, lot more. You know, people can swallow the chemical. Uh, it, maybe it burns. There's all kinds of different things they're they're going to want to look at. So certainly, it certainly does matter what you're doing and what type of product you have. But that being said, there's a lot of different people out there that'll look at different things and and charge accordingly. So, but when you factor the risk along with you know uh, the, the the gross receipts, like I said, that's where you kind of come up with that that uh, that price that you're going to end up paying for for your insurance. Got it. Well, we've got to go take our break, but this has been incredibly helpful. When you, we come back, maybe we'll talk about some of the, the questions that some of our, our inventors may have. Um, so we will be right back with, um, with Rob from um, the liability insurance company. I'm sorry, I think I lost Melinda too. Griffin McLean. Are you no, I'm here, Griffin McLean. <laughs> We will be right back after a quick break from our sponsors. And Stay tuned. We'll return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. LinkedIn, it's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn Lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She's a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on Toginet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. 
Well, welcome back. We are happy and excited to have Rob Toback with the Griffin McLean Insurance Agency. And he's actually, we haven't said this before, but they actually insure our company. So obviously we love him. Uh, oh, I guess we don't have uh, Rob right now. So I guess we're going to try to bring him in. So we have some, Dion, are you there? Yes, I am. We can talk as long as you want. <laughs> All right. Well, gosh, I never know who's going to be on with me. I'm glad you're here with me, though. Um, so, But we had some gr- great, great, great subject going on because it's so important. Liability insur- insurance is one of the most important things for inventors to get or any business, for that matter, to have. So, you know, this is a subject we haven't really been able to have an expert on talking about it. So it's very, very, very exciting and an important, important subject. So, um, you know, it is, it's so important for our audience. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, as we become this connection, this connection platform, Rob, you know, the inventors network is such an important part with all aspects of the invention process. Um, I know Melinda had a quick question, so I wanted to let her go. Yeah, hi, Rob. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, Melinda. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> well, 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 you know, technology happens, That's which is right. really tough sometimes. But at least we are able to get everybody together from different locations, which is really cool. But things happen sometimes. But we just yep. roll with the punches. But, um, but the uh, – Inventors, you know, I think when they think about liability insurance, I know it depends on, you know, your risk factor and and the product and what you're trying to insure because underwriters, you know, always have a lot of questions and sometimes it's tough to get through that process. But, but, uh, you know, what is, I mean, if you can give like for a typical product, a small business, um, you know, kind of the range of what, I mean, it's all, all about budgets is what kind of it comes down to, but also getting the right coverage. Um, to be well covered for a typical product coming to market that maybe isn't something that somebody is going to be particularly, you know, hurt from or there's a lot of, you know, necessarily liability with it. Um, what is the typical, you know, monthly range of cost for? Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that that is a really tough question to answer and, and give a range. But I will say this. I, I think a lot of times people are, are a little bit scared because they hear, you know, you guys mentioned the million dollars of coverage a little bit ago. But we have commercial policies in our office that pay $500 a year and have uh, $2 million worth of coverage, you know, million-dollar occurrence and $2 million aggregate-type coverages and stuff. So it, it, it can be very affordable. There, again, you know, we have some uh, some people that, that have uh, – that same amount of coverage, and they pay fifty thousand. You know, so I, you know, don't want to scare people away. But those are people that are doing a lot of volume. You know, their gross receipts are really high, or they're doing something that's very dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like uh, with, with us. You know, we insure a lot of contractors as well. The guy that's painting the wall doesn't pay near the rate that a guy that's uh, up on the scaffolding uh, putting windows on. You know, in, in a building, you know, mm-hmm. uh, twenty stories high. Yeah. And I and I think that that's a you know an important piece is that you know when when you are in the beginning phases of creating your price and you know I'm going to just let Rob sit for a second and relax but that's a that's a piece that inventors need to understand that it's not only the product and the packaging that you need to determine your price your wholesale price because then there's a retail price but 
all these little factors, including product liability insurance, should be in, in, in your cost. So keep that in mind, inventors, as you're listening to our show, that in your beginning conversation about price, you should contact Rob and his team to get an idea of what that product liability insurance would cost you over the span of, of, of a year and then amortize it based on, you know, per item cost. And, you know, there's probably a, a little calculation that you can do to see what how many you're producing and, and how many you're selling so that you can, if you do have that high-risk liability and you do have to have and you're selling to Walgreens or Walmart, that you are um, conscious of that because that could really eat away at your profit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's something... No oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. The, the thing that I was really surprised at when I was, you know, in the inventing process and, you know, going through the works of trying to be covered as an inventor, that, you know, a lot of times you are usually considered the manufacturer since you're telling somebody what you want them to make. And that's, that's the terminology that I was surprised and, you know, in the actual insurance, you know, side of things. Do you want to explain that a little bit more? Well, sure. When when you come to market with a product, um, you know, even though you might have, uh, you know, uh, a manufacturer, you know, and a plant, and maybe they manufacture products for, for, you know, a bunch of different people, but they're also building your product, the product that you've designed and and whatnot. Um, You're also the manufacturer there. And one of the things that that a lot of times you'll see on insurance is that you want to have that manufacturer add you as an additional insured on on onto what they're doing, or vice versa. They might require that of you. Um, it doesn't excuse you from getting your own insurance, um, but what it does is is if you've if you've designed uh, uh, something and and you've come to market with it and you've invented a piece and they are manufacturing and then they maybe they use a different product. As they're putting putting it together, I'm going to say it's some sort of plastics or something like that, and, and or or they tweak it a little bit as far as what they're putting in it, and that causes a problem with you. You want to always have them add you as, as an additional insured onto their insurance. Um, but yeah, the manufacturing thing, you you're you're responsible. You're manufacturing; it's your product. If if uh, um, you know uh, if I'm ABC uh, products and and I. Uh, I'm coming to market with that. Yeah, I'm, manuf- I'm the manufacturer of that, and and I'm the one selling it. It's it's the stores that that are the the you know or wherever you're selling selling that. They're the end people there. Mm-hmm. And and Rob, what what kind of stories have you heard um, in this product field? Not so much you know outside of our industry, but within our field, um, have you ever heard of you know someone suing someone based on um, either? It, not working or someone getting injured and what what kind of lawsuits come around in terms of that kind of um, story well you know it's kind of funny when you mentioned it uh, uh, it popped in my head that you know lawnmowers you know you, you look at a lawnmower and it has a warning that not to stick your hands under there um, and <laughs> you know you think that everyone would know that right uh, well, some guys thought it would be a good idea at one point to trim their hedge with their lawnmower, so one of them grabbed the handle and the other one reached underneath and it chopped his fingers off. Um, and so now there's a warning uh, on, on a lawnmower not to not to stick you know uh, not to uh, stick your hands under there. And, and and so that's one of those things that that went to that went to court. 
You know, there was a case there. And, and one of the things you got to understand, and one of the nice things about having products liability insurance is if, if, if there's something does occur and you, do, and you do have to go to court, it might be something you say, there's no way that's not my fault. Uh, that guy did something, you know, he, he was brainless when he did that or, or whatever it might be. Um, products liability will defend you in court as well. And that's something that a lot of people miss on that, you know, with the, with the cost of an attorney and all, and all that, yeah, you might be confident that you're going to win that lawsuit, but it sure is nice uh, to spend maybe a thousand bucks a year on insurance and be able to have that insurance company defend you in court when that might cost you $200,000. You know, it's interesting that you say that and bringing back the analogy of auto insurance, I had someone that clipped me um, on the on a turn, we were both turning, and we pulled over. I asked her to pull over, and then she got out of the car, and she was perfectly fine. And then we went to the police to you know file what happened, and then she sued me. And I was like, wait a minute. She was like ready to drive off. She had no idea that she clipped me. We had to sit in like this little chambers, and my my auto insurance had a rep that came in and I was so nervous and he was like amazing. And she, and, and he proved that she was lying and you know, she, she didn't have a case. So you're right. That is an important piece that people don't realize. And what a great you know, way to put your head to rest at night, especially if you have, you know, a product for children or a product that, you know, has blades like a, a lawnmower, <laughs> God forbid. But you know what? We have inventors at all different spectrums, yep. and you never know. You know, um, there's these great silicone products for the microwave nowadays that are, um, you know, really are, you know, there to grab hot prot, you know, things out of the microwave. Well, what if that person burns their hand? So every product out there, regardless of who it touches, who it affects, should have product liability insurance, right? I mean, there's there's probably no one that shouldn't. Well, there, there's no 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 doubt about it. I mean, you know, and when you talk about product liability, it's not just it's not just my product causes. It. it could be it could be how it's marketed. Uh, a lot of times, you know, with, with the thing on grabbing the, you know, grabbing the stuff out of the microwave, it, you know, if, if there's flaws in the way the product is marketed, uh, if it's labeled improperly, um, uh, the instructions aren't aren't sufficient, you know, any of those types of things, and any of those types of things that a lawyer can go after, you know, these are clever guys. You 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 just mentioned how clever your guy was, to, you know, to get that lady uh, to, you know, ca- catch her in a lie. These guys are clever, and and and, and if if something does go wrong and you say, well, I'm not responsible for this piece of the chain or that piece of the chain, but a good lawyer is going to include everything. So having the proper insurance, you said it, uh, helps you sleep at night. Um, you work so hard to, 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 to bring that product to market and, and to come up with that idea. Um, it's a shame to not have the proper insurance or the right amount of insurance. A lot of times people don't have the right amount of insurance because they don't want to spend an extra couple hundred bucks. Um, and it ends up, uh, you know, uh, taking away all that they've worked for. Right. Well, we have to say goodbye to you. This has been so nice uh, having you on, um, and I really appreciate it. Um, I know Melinda does. We, we love having you part of our network and to get the word out about what you do and, and how your, your company benefits inventors. So thank you so much, Rob. And for more information, go to Griffin McLean 
and or go to our show page and um, I'm sure you can uh, just click right there to the website and get your free insurance quote. We're excited to have you on our show today, Rob. Yeah, thank you. Hey, thanks Rob. for having me, guys. And when we come back. When, when we come back after break, we will have Pearlene, who has these amazing dolls. What a great idea, Melinda. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, it's always fun because she's right at the launch. And, you know, we meet people in the beginning, and it's really an exciting time for them. So great to meet her soon. Melinda and Diana will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Join us for Healing with the Marika Method. This is an amazingly informative show to help heal people as well as their horses, dogs, and cats. This show inspires and empowers people to take charge of their own health and their animals' health using the power of diet, nutrition, natural medicines, and lifestyle to heal a variety of health problems. Learn how food impacts all physical and emotional health conditions and how diet and natural medicines are used to heal the body, mind, and spirit. Marika is a health and nutrition specialist, homeopathic practitioner, a gifted medical intuitive and healer, and an author and educator with over two decades of experience in clinical practice for people and their pets. Join our host, Marika Vandewater, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on TogiNet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. Well, I'm not, I haven't gotten my singing lessons yet, so I decided I wasn't going to sing. <laughs> anyway, so... What a great guy Rob is. I mean, Aww. you know, Carolina, I hope she'll have um, some learn lessons from his, you know, information that, you know, I mean, look, we're all out here to learn and be educated in this process of the invention world. So, I mean, I learned a thing or two. I don't know. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, especially with, you know, dealing with the manufacturer and when, you know, what to be also covered on their insurance. What a great that's an invaluable, those are the invaluable tips. We got the same thing when, when, when we had TJ on, our, our fabulous patent and trademark attorney. I mean, we get these tips that, you know, we think we know a lot, and look, we still learn. 
<laughs> we we are always learning, but uh-huh. yet, yeah. but yet we we feel that that's the benefit of of our network is that that those inventors can work with those industry experts, mm-hmm. and they don't have to talk to us. I mean, you know, we like them all, but they can just talk amongst themselves sometimes and <laughs> and be educated. So that's the purpose of our inventors network. Um, but Perlene is on, so let's, without further ado, bring her on. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. We're very excited to have you on with your stellar babies. So let's talk right away about how you came up with this idea to incorporate multicultural babies with the solar system. What a crazy great idea. Well, basically, I wanted to do a line of dolls, and um, I wanted to make it so that it was meaningful and that it would be both appealing to parents and children. And so I looked around and see, you know, checked to see what I might be interested in. And I've always liked, you know, stars and the planetarium. So I said, well, I'll just do something on the solar system, you know, because it, I mean, it's a way to get children interested in astronomy and math. And who knows, we might be, you know, raising the next generation of astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So how do those dolls tell the story? And how, how do you incorporate um, the celestial world up there? Basically, um, the Stellar Babies is um, itself has to do with the um, creation of newborn stars. So their name is um, based on that. And um, basically, they'll, they'll be accompanied with a a companion book where it is explained um, the different aspects of astronomy and how math incorporates into it and um, give them a better chance to understand how the universe works and it to be explained in, in, in a way that's on their level. And, and so is it based on the day that they were born and connecting it or is it based on their ethnicity and just a, a picking of a star? No, it's based on the stars itself, not on astrology, on astronomy, like um, and the moon and the different galaxies, like the Milky Way galaxy. They'll be learning about um, the different um, star system, how the universe is created and things of that nature. And what happened is I, I build around a little um, story with this so that um, it'll make it easier to connect them. And basically the, the, the stars fall to Earth and they fall in a different country, so that's why the multicultural part, that's where the multicultural part comes in. Um, like some will fall in Japan, some will fall in, you know, in Latin America, and some fall in the United States, and they all look different. They look like the different, you know, children that lived in these different countries so that the children can see themselves in the stars. Got it. Got it. And, and, and are you, so you're doing a campaign to raise money, and you've created your first prototype, which is the doll that you're holding on our show page. Oh, she's so cute. And what is her name? That was a little tough to hear her. Are you there, Perlane? Oh, okay. you're kind of breaking up, Perlene. Oh, okay. okay. Well, 
Well, for if you guys want to go onto our show page, hopefully we can get Perlene back on because um, you can see the adorable pictures of you know what she's created. She's obviously put a lot of thought of on into it, and we love that create the creativity behind why they came up with the idea. And you know we love supporting you know at all levels of the inventing process, whether they just you know developed a product or you know they're they're already out on the market. And she's also she's on Indiegogo right now. I think it's important for us to talk about, you know, some of these avenues that are out there to fund our products. Because if you do it right and you're really into marketing, I can see she's in social media. She's getting in the word out there, but she's using it to to raise funds to, you know, pr- you know, keep the the project going. And she has a, you know, a business called, uh, I think it's called Gamma Gamma Bee. Gamma Bee is her business, and so she has this product line underneath that business. So, you know, she's really, you know, doing things, and, and I know she's excited to be on the show, so hopefully we can get her back on. Um, technical, we've got, we've got the glitches today, don't we? <laughs> it's all good, though. You know, I know. What? Sometimes this happens, and, you know, we have to roll with the punches, and, yep. you know, just like our... our uh, our weather can cause some aggravation with uh, with with, yeah. with internet connections. Oh, here she is, Arlene. You're back. Yes, I'm back. Sorry about that. I don't Not know what a happened. problem. All right, so so let's talk a little bit about your um, Indiegogo campaign that you're running right now. You're you're trying to leverage the crowdfunding to support you and your business. So let's talk about um, what that what that's all about. Yes, um, I'm going to be launching in November on November 20th. Right now, I'm doing what's called a soft launch. I read a lot about the um, different uh, ways to launch a campaign, and I've read that it's always best to try a soft launch first. So that's what I'm trying now. And um, I'm working with New York um, City Business Solutions, who's helping me prepare my campaign so that hopefully it is successful. And um, right now I'm just trying to get the word out to let everyone know that a campaign is coming up so that when I launch, I have a better chance for success. That's, and, that's quite – oh, go ahead, Melinda. Oh, I was just going to ask, and you're going to be running now on Indiegogo. Is that correct? Yes, I am. Oh, that's great. That's great. We, we've talked quite a bit about, you know, Kickstarters and campaigns and, and you know, that these can be really useful tools in this process. Yes, yes, and um, hopefully I'm able to to learn from the process so this way once, I, once it's done and completed, I'm able to launch. Then I can pass that knowledge on to the next person coming up because I'm learning a lot through this whole process, you know, the different do's and don'ts. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was um, just doing some research on crowdfunding before our show, and Forbes magazine wrote an article um, out on the 22nd of October, so you can all go and look, and it's there's five big companies that are tapping into the power of crowds and community, and they talk about that, and they talk about how powerful crowdfunding is, and by getting, it's almost like its own market research, if you will, right? So if you think about the fact that people are out there believing in what you're doing, and they're out there um, actually accepting your product, it's your own level of market research, right? So it's giving you the power to say, look, not only do I have a viable product because people have invested in it, but they're also telling me that they want it. So it's a story to then tell the retailers, right? Yes, yes, and it's very helpful, and it, it gives you a, a, a base 
to build on. So you, you have these, these first set of customers that comes in, and if you do well by them, then they spread the word to the next group of people coming in. And, you know, that's the, that's the main point of it all, is just to be able to get out there since you, we are small. I'm a small person, a small business owner, and I don't have the kind of money like a Toys R Us or a Mattel to, to, to do a lot of marketing. So this helps with the marketing. And uh, and is your plan if if you don't you know we hope that you do but if if your plan is if the campaign doesn't go forward what is your next plan um, in terms of raising money or getting the product out there? Hopefully, I'll have no choice but to like try and go towards like small business loans and um, approach companies like the Women's Venture Fund and things of that nature to try and. And launch, but um, of course, my fingers are working hard that the campaign does take off. <laughs> well, we are too. We are too. And, and um, and have you lined up manufacturing, and have you gotten prices on that side of the coin? I have been um, checking with some different companies. I really wanted to do it in the United States, but I'm not sure how cost effective that would be. Um, so I'm trying to line up people who will be a good contact for me to use the overseas because most toys are made in China. So I'm finding that I might not have any choice but to make it in China. So I just need to make sure there's a person who would be my contact so that this way we have control over the quality control because I don't want to run into any major issues where the toy goes out and it harms somebody. Well, and right. where, where did you get your um, prototype actually made? Did you have it done there locally or how yes. did you have that accomplished? Cause it's I adorable. actually had it done here. Um, it's a wonderful lady who did it for me. She runs a company called Saks. Um, but let me get a name right. Um, she run, it's called Saks, and she um, does all kinds of prototypes. She's worked with Mattel. She's worked with Hasbro. She's done some Disney toys and everything, and she put the um, did the prototype for me. She did a very good job with it. I love yes, how it she came did. up. It's very, very cute. And I think with crowdfunding, the neat thing about it, too, is I feel like people feel invested. And they want they feel invested in your success, not only, you know, contributing a little bit to it financially, but I think they really want to see. I think that's why crowdfunding is so popular. And then I think why a lot of the companies who use it properly afterwards, you know, are more successful because the people already right off the bat know about them, are invested in them, and want to see them them uh, successful so I think I think you're really you've done your research for sure yes I've been trying and I've been tapping into different networks and joining different meetups and trying to learn from everybody so this way I can make sure I head into this you know the right way well, that's an important piece to the big puzzle, you know, and, and, you know, having your own little market research going in your own little network of friends and family to have them, um, you know, really support you. So, you know, definitely keep us abreast of how things are going. We're going to have to end our segment with you right now, but for more information on Perlene's great little adventures with her dolls, please go either to our show page at toginet.com shows innovation divas, or go directly to, um, to see stellar babies.com. And we're so happy to hear, um, about your success and, um, 
and we, we really are excited to have you um, see your star rise. How about that? So we're, we're going to throw a little analogy in there for you, and we will be right back after a short break from our sponsors. Thank you. The Woohoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on Toginet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. We are back for our last little 15 minutes of interesting tidbits and exciting news. Do you yeah, like that? Well, yes, I love that. And we have, <laughs> a lot, we have a lot of tidbits going on. Lots of big and little tidbits. So. You know, I, I like that. I like that, that we could like have a little time just to ourselves and share some stories about what's happening at, at not only at Innovation Divas, because that's our favorite radio show of all times, but also with our Inventors Network. And many people don't know there's a big old Z in the middle. So it's inventors with a Z network.com. So if you're out there listening to our podcast, our radio show, and you're thinking about inventing, um, there's a lot of resources. It's free to join. Um, if you're already producing a great product and you're ready for retail, then the VIP membership is still incredibly reasonable. We love keeping the prices low for our inventor community. And uh, and we have some great things around the corner that are giving exposure to not only our network, 
but some lucky winners of, of a contest that we just ran. What do you want to, you want to share that? Well, you know, I, I don't know if you guys out there all know, but Deanna is our, our spokesmodel oh, no, no, no. host. No, you're a model. No, no, and no. and she's very beautiful if you can't see her right now. <laughs> but I, I she have a voice for radio, a face for radio. Yeah, she, she has she has uh, the looks for TV and the voice for radio. Oh, but <laughs> but she is on TV a lot showcasing products. And so what we're doing right now is running, you know, contests we want to pick our members you know we have some situations where there's more cost and and you know situations where you know they're where we have to charge because there's a lot outside of the network where we're promoting you but for some of the media opportunities that we're able to which are awesome too um we're picking our members so you know if you're getting on and and becoming a member and you're within the pavilion we're looking at you and we're like do they fit with our network with our well you fit with our network but with the media segment that we have going on we're going to be looking at you because what's cool about the pavilion is we can learn all about you we can watch your video we can see your videos we can you know look at photos and and learn all about you so that's where we pick first and foremost for not only different media opportunities, but also some, you know, fun celebrity gifting that we do here and there. And we're in the process of, uh, we're finished at the contest, but we're, um, you know, putting together the Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, two very ugly people, two just, they're just really need some help in the looks department, I'm telling you. But, you know, I feel sorry, their their child being born is just going to be just dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously joking. They're two very, very beautiful people. And, and we usually pick celebrities who, you know, have a good reputation in the industry and, um, and also understand it. Blake Lively's, you know, entrepreneurial in spirit. And she has a great website of her own where she's, you know, giving style advice and, you know, showcasing products. So we felt like it was a really good marriage you know, not only their marriage, but a marriage with our network and, you know, sending them a congratulatory gift because, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, and they get upset. Oh, celebrities have so much stuff. Well, yeah, they do. But there's a reason why they're given a lot of things. It's not necessarily because they ask for it, but it's because, you know, they get these cool things because, you know, they're popular. And in turn, when you get your product associated with that, that celebrity, then it helps with your marketing efforts. And um, you're able, when you send a product to a celebrity, you're able to say that that celebrity has your product. Um, They're not endorsing it per se, but we do get nice letters back and nice tweets back and sometimes photos. And, you know, those are just the the icing on the cake and the, the cherry on top when we get those back. So, but we're looking at members for those opportunities and, you know, and that's using the group marketing that we talk a lot about. And, you know, I think that that's probably one of the most critical pieces of our business model for the inventor community is that, um, and, and you, you touched on it quite well. So thank you, my business partner in crime well, um, is this, this idea of actually building on the connection. So if, if, if you are one of those lucky inventors that, you know, is going to be on our, um, you know, TV segment that we, well, we just had one in Denver and we have another one coming up in Sacramento and Philadelphia and two here in Chicago. If you're one of those inventors, it's not just about that day sale or the, 
the Blake Lively um, gift that goes out. It's how you utilize that information. And if it's a video or a letter back or even a picture of her with your product, which would be the most ideal, but doesn't always happen. Mostly it's just a thank you letter back from her that you can use that as part of your marketing methodology and going to take the video of, you know, me presenting your product on Fox News here in Chicago and take that to, you know, call yourself, call another network, another affiliate in your own hometown and say, my product was on, you know, Chicago Fox News for a holiday gift, but it's a great, you know, Father's Day gift as well. So that you look at timely events that are happening in life and that you can start in your local market for media. And they're going to be interested in your product if you've had coverage before. So it's all about the big picture that we provide um, either the first stepping stone of showcasing your product, a second one. And then, of course, we're always doing some amazing stuff with social media. So I'm going to toot Melinda's horn here because she's the gal that does it all for our social media um, and so it, it's a great way to get the word out about your product, but you have to understand it's, it's building on all the things that, that you can do afterwards mm-hmm. to make it um, live a much longer life on the shelf. Well, and, right? and yeah, well, and, exactly. And I think the, one of the really important things is when you are when you're on a segment with other products, and same with the media or with the celebrity gifting. If you're in with other products, I mean, it's privately it's great. You know, I think when you have your baby and it's your invention, you want to be the only one, and you know, just have all the spotlight on your product. But really, you're not going to get as much bang for your buck if you're on. You know, people want to see all these gift ideas for, for Father's Day. People, you know, that's going to be a segment. People also, when you have a basket and you have all these cool products, they're going to come look at your blog posting because they want to get great ideas and great, you know, baby products and mommy products. And, you know, when you have a theme and you have other products, you actually attract more people to yours indirectly because you're in with them. And secondly, each one of you, if you think about how many people each one of you knows. If you're sharing on your Facebook or on your Twitter, even if you don't have thousands and thousands of followers, but if you put all of you together and you're all sharing and you're all, you know, promoting each other, that's what we call the spiderweb effect. And that it just goes out and out and out and out and keeps just kind of you know, kind of like electricity going through the lines and, you know, you're promoting each other. It's really, really powerful. We've seen it work and and sometimes it's hard to think outside of the box that way because you want it, me, 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 you know, kind of, you want to have the attention on your product. But if you can get outside of that, you really end up benefiting so much more than if you try to do it on your own. It's so, so. true. I agree. And you're you know stronger what? in numbers than, you know, by yourself for sure. And, and, you know, it's, it's as an inventor, the other thing I just thought of, and we kind of touched a little bit about it. So you have this great media coverage. Guess what? You could then send that video clip that we give you and you can send that out to a retail buyer, you know, so that they see that the, the market in that community took it a liking to you and asked you to be on their television show. So there's so many different ways of 
helping yourself in not only from a marketing standpoint, but then also at the retail level. So we, 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 we present these opportunities to you as an inventor community for you to take advantage of all the things that, that, that it can give. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's like you know, a mini, mini infomercial, you know, really when you get on, it's positive things being said. And it's, it's, I mean, think about how much an infomercial can cost if you're, you know, not doing it through the right person. <laughs> and, uh, and we've talked about that a lot, but you know, this is a very inexpensive way to creatively market your product. Right. And I think, you know, our show brought to you today, so many great qualities of information. You know, obviously we first had Rob on with his um, product liability insurance. He's a broker, so he's out there trying to get you the best price for your product. Um, make sure that if you are inventing that you you talk to someone like Rob, give him a call and his team. They're really great company to work with. And, you know, here's an inventor like Perlene who's at the very beginning stages. Um, she may not need us yet, but she is trying to raise money and she's doing it in a smart way. And we really, I think in, in the future, we're going to have a show a little bit, uh, you know, in a little bit about crowdfunding, because I think it's mm-hmm. an important piece to the mix. And it is a great marketing research tool. And if you're smart enough and um, wise enough that if you don't get the money raised, that maybe that is the market telling you that the product is either not ready, it needs to be tweaked a little bit, or that it really may not, I mean, I don't know about you, Melinda, but I think that the market bears likeness to the big, the ones that are successful. What do you think? Yeah, I think that, that uh, you know, you, you have to do that research. You have to do the market research and find out, you know, and that's a great, what, what she's doing is so invaluable. And she's really, it's very impressive the steps she's been taking down to even just the process that she got a prototype made. It's very impressive. Well, we can't thank you all enough for listening to our show once again. Please share it with your friends that are out there um, talking about inventing, inventing, maybe thinking about inventing. You know, it is a great industry. There's a lot of hills and valleys, but um, there's some great successes, and um, we really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We've got our hiking boots to go through those valleys and, and mountains and all the peaks and valleys with you. So <laughs> we're like there for that. you. Yeah, we got our hiking boots on. We're ready. Yeah, we're ready baby. to support you. <laughs> and we got See? our boot water bobble, bottles to go along with wow, it. Wow, bo- our booby bottles for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a good week, you guys. Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen return next week with more of the Innovation Divas. They really know the who, what, and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge, connections, and great women-invented products with this audience. Contact the Divas for more information on how to sponsor or attend. Then join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard.